Hello and welcome to the Negative Positive Podcast, episode 364. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. A balmy hot Louisville, Kentucky. The bug zapper is on and you'll hear some electric death of bugs in the background during this episode, I'm sure. And uh, you know, i got to keep those blood suckers away from me because... Uh, I just uh, just took a shower and I'm all mentholated, and uh, you know that should that should hopefully keep the bugs away. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I'm going to you know I got to start. I got to make this this podcast more professional because I'm pretty sure after last week's episode, no one is listening. So, but I'm going to try to get this thing back on track and, and gain your uh, the support of the listeners again, and you know get their get their uh, you know just get them to believe that we can do a professional podcast. So, uh, so we you know, this is a Monday show. We got a guest. We got our co-captains, our our actual co-captains back for. I don't know. I think they've been gone for about. I think they took like a six month vacation, something like that. And uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and let's go ahead and let's uh, let's re meet our co our co captains uh, tonight. And we're gonna start out in uh, Los Angeles, California, La La Land, the city of angels, with Mr. Andre Dominguez. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. As Mike said, nice to meet you all. My name is Andre. I work <laughs> for a little company here in California called Sinistil. Uh It's great to meet everybody. <laughs> uh but no it, it real talk it is good to to finally be back um our little hiatus was uh needed but i'm excited to record with you guys i've i've spoken to mike a little bit but it's been a while since jess and i have chatted and a long time since john and i have spoken so really looking forward to today's uh episode awesome well let's move on out to uh um to Virginia, and we're going to have our other. Co- we're going to meet our other co-captain, and that is uh, none other than Jess Jones. How are you doing tonight, Jess? You can't remember where I live. <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's uh, hold on. It's uh, oh shit, it's Virginia. Nobody um, tell him. Um, man, I should know. It's been so long. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I get a, I get a pass on this. You know, wait, which, I'm which not going to say a word until you. Okay, yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah, the greater <laughs> Richmond area. See, see, just you know, I'm I'm fifty, I'm fifty, I'm fifty years old. And uh, so, anyway, but you know, Jess, did you answer the question? How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I had a, a little vacay, and and then last week was a holiday, I guess, right? Yeah, I was working, yeah. so had a nice little hiatus. I'm refreshed. I'm whiskeyed up. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. And then now let's get to our uh, none other than our guest, uh, Mr. John Money, out in uh, Newport Beach, California. Another 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 Cali guy, you know. And uh, so, John, uh, this is your first time on Negative Positives, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm a, uh, I'm a Negative Positives virgin, or maybe not anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, well, these episodes do usually involve a lot of uh, deep probing of our guests, so you certainly won't be when we're done with you. So, uh, <laughs> perfect. You look young now, but wait till the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it's only several episodes ago, I had complete, I had a complete brown beard and brown hair, so it just it, it, it does age you. So, but uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so John, this is your your first time on Negative Positive, so let's uh, let's learn a little learn a little bit about you and how you got into this film madness. So uh, how about you tell the fine folks uh, what you got going on? So uh, I grew up I grew up here in, in Southern California, in, in New, the mean streets of Newport Beach. For those of you who are in Southern California, you'll hopefully laugh at that because um, <laughs> the streets are, streets are not mean at all. Um, I, uh, I, I went to school um, right outside Washington, D.C. I went to the Naval Academy after high school and uh, joined the Navy. Um, and uh, the Navy took me all over. Um, 
I spent some time in, uh, most of my time was spent in Asia. I, uh, I lived in Taiwan for a couple of years. I lived in Japan for a couple of years, um, lived in Singapore. And then uh, the Navy, in their infinite wisdom, I either did a really good job in my previous, uh, previous assignments or I did a really poor job, but they decided to move me to Hawaii and uh, spent a couple of years in Hawaii with my family and then um, decided to, to hang it up and uh, move, back, move back home. I live a block from my parents, which is awesome and terrible at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one, of the fun, one of the fun parts of you know, living all over the, you know, the, the world is uh, got, to take, got to go to a lot of places that are really interesting and um, take a lot of cool pictures and, and got to enjoy them with, with my family. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I, um, enjoy, enjoy Asia a lot. And, um, I, I now I got out and I work in healthcare now, but, uh, the photo bug has not, has not left, even though I don't have an opportunity as much as I did before. Mm-hmm. What got you, when did you, uh, kind of like, have you always kind of been into photography or did you get into it at a certain age? What, what got you into that? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I'd be interested to hear what, how, you know, other people do, but, um, or how they got into it. I, my, my grandfather and my grandmother, my mom's parents, um, kind of raised me. My, they would drop, my parents would drop me off at their house. They lived, um, nearby and parents would go to work and I'd spend all day with them when I, you know, and when I got old enough, they'd take me to school and I'd come home from school and I'd, and so I, my, probably the first eight years of my life, 10 years of my life were spent with my grandparents until my parents got home from, from work. And, um, <clears throat> my grandfather, um, I mean, he's, he's my hero. I, in fact, I named my first son after him. Um, he, he was, he was a Marine during world war two, which is where I got, got the inspiration to, to join the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he was always a guy who, al- he always had a camera on him. Um, it, it's not like he was a into photography, but he just wanted to document things. Um, and I, I wouldn't, I would never, I don't think he would call himself, you know, a, a prolific photographer, but you know, he always had a Polaroid camera or he always had just kind of a point and shoot. And, um, I, you know, he just, whether it was, I, I don't know, I, you know, I'd be interested to think of, talk to my mom and, and, and kind of dissect it. But, um, he was always a guy who just liked to document things and make sure mm. that there were photos to remember and, um, you know, make prints and not, you know, he'd take it to the drugstore and make prints and, um, just wanted to share good times with people and, and, and photography was part of it. And so between him and, um, I had kind of a mentor in high school who I went to church with and, um, he was actually a, a videographer and did a lot of cool stuff and knew a lot about photography. Um, between the two of them, um, I just kind of caught the bug and thought it was a cool hobby and just kind of progressed from there. It's, and it's certainly has not, you know, died down or slowed down at all. It's you know, even it, it's picked up steam. So, oh, that's um, awesome. you know, just family, friends and, and, and my own, my own family are really kind of the inspiration and just seeing how they enjoyed it. And, um, and I think I probably caught the documentation stuff, you know, the documentation side of things from my grandfather and, you know, we'll, my family and I will go to the beach for the day or we'll go to the park and just always having a camera on me to document what in, in the moment kind of seemed like silly little events, but looking back, you know, I could, not that I have a photographic memory, but, you know, pinpoint what was happening and just kind mm-hmm. of about how it all, what was going on at the time I took the photo. Does your awesome. grandfather have you, like, opinions on the fact that you're, not that you exclusively shoot film, 
uh, but that you're choosing in, in many cases to document uh, your, your family life and, and your kids with some cameras that he may have used back then in his time just by necessity? Yeah, I mean, I think he'd, he'd probably think it was pretty special. Um, and I, the cameras that he passed down, most of them don't work anymore. Um, but I still have them. In fact, I'm looking at one right now. It's you know an old uh, Canonet. What are those? The QL something or other. I, I'm not. I'm not great with with can, with camera names or anything. It's or lenses. Sorry, uh, classic lenses podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry. After I was on their show, they don't listen to the show anymore. So uh, they they they, 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 they blacklisted <laughs> me or something. But uh, <laughs> but but I, but I mean I think I think there's kind of um I don't I don't know how to put this really, you know, I think there's a piece of my grandfather and, you know, by extension, my grandmother that kind of lives on with these cameras and, um, whether they work or not, like I, you know, holding on to them, you know, kind of, I, I'm sharing that, that vision or that feeling, the, um, emotion that they, the sentiment that they carried with them. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think, you know, my family is really important and I, my, you know, on, on all sides of, the, of my family, whether it's, you know, my, my grandparents or my children, you know, family is really important. And that I, I think photography is one way that I'm able to, um, how, how do I put it? Photography is one way I'm able to, uh, kind of highlight the importance to my family because I'm focusing on them and, and mm-hmm. documenting what they do so I can remember it later on down the road. Did you, when, when you got into, uh, you say it was like high school, you had like a mentor or whatever, uh, that maybe went to your church or something. Was that, was that, was that, would that have been film or was the digital thing happening then? Or I'm, I, I'm trying to play, I'm not trying to have you reveal your age, but I'm trying to figure out what, no. what time frame this was. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm 30, gosh, I just had a birthday recently, 36. Um, so yeah, so I think digital was just taking off, but I, um, this was all film. Um, mm-hmm. I think my dad had a, uh, an old Minolta SRT 201, um, which is a great beginner camera. Um, and I still, still use it from time to time. Um, and I think my, my parents gave it to me probably when I was, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, maybe, um, they got it CLA and they gave it to me and, and just kind of gave me a couple of rolls and let me go, let me, let me loose. They cut me loose. And, um, yeah, it, it was it was all film. You know, there was nice. it was kind of kind of the time. I mean, half my high school time, I think there was no internet. I didn't get a cell phone until I was like eighteen. Um, and it was the one that you know, like the little brick thing, the the Motorola with the snake on it. And uh, <laughs> my children are gonna like someday. I'm gonna talk to them about how like there were landlines in our house, you know, and they're they're gonna they're looking <laughs> all funny. Yeah, little little side note, totally unrelated to film photography. Um, whenever we travel as a family, my children, my children are like addicted to television as I'm sure most children are. But mm. my son, my son in particular, like he'll, he'll watch TV. And like when we're not, you know, when he's not streaming something, if it's on like an actual television and there's a commercial, like he freaks out. He like, he doesn't know, <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with commercials. Like he's never experienced that. <laughs> and I, I just, I feel for him. I'm like, Oh man, you don't know the pain of, or, or the joy of getting, two and a half minutes to go to the bathroom or get something out of the fridge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice. So um, when you, like, 
I guess uh, so. You've been uh, shooting film for quite, quite, quite some time, then, right? So, and like, has there been a time? Has it like picked up in the last several years, or is it like a, a, you know accelerated in, in the amount of film you shoot, or was there? Did you find uh, that the knowing that there was this really cool community out there, did that kind of help uh, spur you on, or did you even know that was happening, or any, anything like that? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I graduated high school, you know, went, went to college. Um, I think I probably probably didn't shoot for a little while. I, I think my, I had a, a digital point and shoot that had, you know, a, I don't know. I, I don't even, I don't even want to guess what megapixel sensor it was. It was probably <laughs> not much. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think that was fun to play around with and, and it, you know, it, it, it was fun. Um, but it wasn't until after I graduated school, um, and was on my first ship in San Diego, uh, that I, I kind of got back into it and I, I don't really know why I got back into it. Um, I had a digital camera at the time and, um, for, I don't know, for, for one reason or another, I just thought digital was kind of, kind of boring. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the whole spray and pray thing didn't, it, it was appealing for all five minutes. And then I realized that there was not a lot of soul to it. Um, not a lot of, um, I don't know, meaning or, uh, just not a lot. It was, it was just kind of empty. It was hollow, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I got back into film, um, and, it really, really picked up when, um, we moved, when I moved to Japan and, um, I, I don't know why Japan was kind of the catalyst. Maybe, maybe just because Japan is, we as film photographers kind of idolize Japan in a sense. Mm-hmm. I think there's kind of a, uh, yeah, perhaps an idolation of, of Japan. Um, and you, there's a lot, you, you got, you know, I lived right outside Tokyo and we would go to Tokyo and you could get all sorts of film and, and stuff that you were, you couldn't get elsewhere. Uh, and plus mm-hmm. Japan was, and still is quite frankly, um, just a very photogenic place. Um, I, I highly encourage anyone and everyone to go there once, once this whole COVID thing goes away. It's a, it's a wonderful place. There have been some really cheap flights to Japan lately, like $300 round trip flights, yeah. but they're not open yet. And I've been so tempted just to buy it and pray like for november or something and just if i lose that three hundred dollars that's fine because it's mm. only three hundred dollars otherwise i get a three hundred dollar round trip flight to japan nice but i haven't pulled the trigger so we'll see my see dad was uh my dad was stationed in japan and when he was in the navy and uh he told me and i don't this of course this would have been back in gosh probably uh the 60s i guess and um so I don't know if it's still the same, but he, he, the one thing he told me about Japan was that uh, the Japanese people were, were very good about like uh, wanting to like talk to uh, like the American soldiers or whatever. And they would always try to like um, find out what state they were from and recite like a couple of things about that state to, to my dad. And they'd be, Oh, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky fried chicken, Kentucky Derby. And like, <laughs> that was the two things they would always bring up, but I'm impressed, man, because you know, I couldn't go to a, a Japanese person and find what area of, of Japan they're from and tell them anything about their area. It just, it, it always shocks me how they, you know, that they took the time to learn each state of the United States and learn something, uh, some fact about them. You know, it was just a, uh, I thought that was interesting. Did you run into any, any of that? Did anybody ever come up to you and <laughs> tell you some facts about California? <laughs> not, not, um, not that come to mind, but I, I do, I will say that, um, the Japanese are just, they're just such a, a polite, just an amazing culture an amazing people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they have such respect for each other and respect for, um, 
just kind of everything in life. Uh, oh. The way they treat the environment, the way they treat each other. I, it's, I mean, it's really, it's truly impressive. Um, and I, you know, Japan, I've lived a lot of places in Asia. I, I also speak fluent Chinese. I say that humbly. Um, but, you know, in Japan, I was almost like a fish out of water in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't speak much Japanese. I, I speak enough to get in trouble, but I quickly uh, outkick the coverage, so to speak, with my with my Japanese. And I'll, I'll get, I'll, you know, I'll ask for directions and they'll, they'll go into like a three minute, you know, directions. And I, I, as long as I follow where they're pointing, I'm, I'm not lost, you know, they'll, you know, they'll do this and then they'll point to the right and then they'll point to the left. And as long as I'm following what their hands are doing, I, I usually seem to get around. Okay. But man, I don't even understand directions when people tell me in English, like you can't speak directions to me. Oh, I, I was the guy that every time I went to a, like, this is, of course, this is, you know, we have phones that tell us how to get places now, but, uh, uh, but I was, I was telling, I don't know who I was saying this to, but like, you know, used to, if you got lost, you went into a gas station and you would ask for directions. I mean, I'm looking for the street or whatever. And I was always the guy that when I walked in there, I'd say, hey, man, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street or whatever? And uh, <laughs> and the guy would, as soon as the guy, as soon as the guy would start giving me the directions, I immediately, my mind would tune out. I, I, it happened every single time. And I'd get in the car, I was like, I have no idea what that where that guy just told me to go, and like I just would. Probably I tra- because I would turn you asked time. him for Sesame Street, and he was like, "Where the fuck are you going, dude?" Mike, <laughs> he's like, "If I have one more person come in here and ask me where they're where to go to Sesame Street." Mike would just get back in the car, and be like, "Well, I didn't. I did. I just tuned out all of that. Drive down the highway to the next gas station, and then rinse, wash, and repeat." <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before. I have done it. <laughs> oh man. So uh well, I think we've uh, we've learned a little bit about John at this point. And we're going to learn a whole lot more in uh, the next segment. We have uh, a lot of uh, uh you know, a lot of li- some some uh uh questions from the Facebook group to him. Well, let's go ahead and move into our weeks in and we always start into uh uh start <laughs> start into Andre. I don't know if that sounds all that good, but uh we start with Andre. <laughs> Andre's and, not a person uh, anymore, so it's, it's fine. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> So, um, but, uh, so we start with Andre as he tries to open up and it looks like a wine bottle here. Um, that means we're going to have some rambles. Uh, it's probably gonna be a long episode. Andre's going to tell everybody how much he loves them. It's going to, that's probably going to happen. So just go ahead and, and, and anticipate that. It comes in the, in the, in the latter segment, but my, my week has been a month, so it'll be a that's little right. bit of a, <laughs> right. um, all right, well, geez, where to begin? So one cool thing that happened recently uh, was that my 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 mom and dad are in Brazil right now visiting some family now that everybody's all fully vaccinated and they're moving my grandma into a smaller apartment and as they were kind of going through all of my grandma's stuff because she's a little bit of a hoarder um, they managed to stumble across uh, a, a box a nice little red box with the name lights uh, lights Vetslar on the outside and my mom sends me a picture and she's just like oh I think this is a camera and sends me you know a, a couple more and it's a Leica MDA from the 19 late 1950s early 1960s I believe uh, what it essentially is is imagine like an M2 or an M3 but blind no viewfinder no rangefinder no nothing like there's nothing on the back or front of the camera uh, it's just blind and they were used for like scientific or like copy reproduction type work. 
And this was simultaneously like the most exciting thing photographically that has ever happened in, in like my extended family's history. And super frustrating because I've been asking everybody in my extended family, did we have any cameras? Like, did you guys have any point and shoots or SLRs or anything like that? Like literally anything. Um, I do have their negatives, which I'm still in the process of, of trying to, to, to digitize. But everybody had told me for the longest time, no, we, we weren't really into cameras. Like if we had something, it would break and we'd throw it away. So figuring out that this uh, camera was used by my marine paleobiologist grandfather with the VisoFlex and like macro lenses or adapted microscope lenses to take pictures of these teeny tiny little fossils on slide film that he would then put together in these, uh, you know, Kodak carousel slide projector uh, presentations at the university where he would teach was like the coolest thing to learn about my family photographically ever. So when I go visit them in uh, July, for 4th of July, I will be picking that up and, you know, getting it serviced. I initially was was thinking about sending it out to get serviced, but with that precious of a family heirloom, um, I'm driving it over to a repair technician here in Southern California, uh, just because I, I, I don't want I don't want to to trust any of the of the shipping carriers with something like that. But I'm so excited because it's gonna allow me to for the first time document my family with a camera granted that probably wasn't used to document my family but that belonged to somebody uh you know that i'm related to and i've never been able to do that so oh. i'm over the moon and given the fact that there's no viewfinder no rangefinder everything it's the perfect uh canvas for something like an ultra wide angle lens so I already went ahead and picked up the viewfinder uh, for it, a nice little 21 millimeter external viewfinder. That shocker, I can use with my glasses on, I can have my eye like an inch away from the thing and still see all of the little bright lines. So I'm, I'm so, so, so excited to uh, very, very soon shoot with a freshly CLA'd Dominguez family Leica. <laughs> nice. I was waiting for it, man. I was waiting for it. Leica. But, uh... I knew that my version wasn't going to be as good, but man, what a, an awesome kind of thing to to happen. And I just extremely unexpected. On that, was it the viewfinder that you asked for uh, advice from the Classic Lenses podcast and then you uh, totally did not listen yeah, to them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I asked them if they had any advice, and they were just like, oh, you got to get the Voigtlander ones, the combined 21, 25, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go with the Leica one. <laughs> because, like, I've used some of those before, and they are objectively really good, but they're kind of ugly, and they're big and bulbous and black and plastic. And if I've got this beautiful condition, all chromed out like a MDA, I'm not going to put a black plastic Voigtlander external viewfinder on it. So this one is like nice and like svelte and all made of metal and glass. And it says like on the top, it's like, you gotta, you gotta make it, you gotta make it match for, for the little things like this. Like I'm not paying for the camera. I'm paying for the service, but 
for a free camera, it's like, yeah, I'll I'll drop a few hundred bucks on an extend for for an external viewfinder. I just really hope that I don't drop it. Because that would be a pain. Talk to Ethan Moses. Ethan Moses probably could Ethan Moses could probably make you something cool too. Well, Ethan Moses made one for the Camerodactyl OG that I've been uh borrowing and it's not accurate so <laughs> <laughs> oh man shots fire he gets he's he's become like a really snobby and firing shots man what is what who is this guy about to be canceled so fast <laughs> it's like oh, there's a lot of room around what i thought i was framing um other other than that uh my dad actually came out and visited for the um the Memorial Day weekend with my mom being in Brazil uh, and, and him, you know, alone in Miami and me alone here. I was like, you know, why don't you come over? And uh, we we just spent, you know, four five days together. I was working down at the SoCal camera show in, in Long Beach, uh, running the, the Cinestill table there. And he came. I gave him my F100 with my 24 to 50 zoom lens set on program with a roll of portrait in there and he took some pictures of me working walked around uh long beach taking some pictures i was like all you need to do is have to press the shutter button to focus fully depress the shutter button to to take the picture it's pretty much what he was used to doing when he had a nikon dslr back in like the early uh 2000s so you know i i haven't developed that role yet but you know, who knows? Maybe I can turn the old man on to shooting the occasional roll of film. Or at the very least, I've got a camera that he knows how to use that anytime that we're together, I can be like, here you go. You always complain that there are no pictures of me. Be the change you want to see in the world, old man. <laughs> so I think you told me in a, one of our late calls, late phone calls, that he actually shot like a half roll of film, right? Yeah, he shot like 10, 15 pictures. Like, yeah, that's that's I'm, like more than I've that's more than I've done in like a year. So you know, that's uh, that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, and you co a film photography podcast, Mike. <laughs> you can tell that Andre's over COVID and over his breakup because he is so spicy tonight. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah, he is. I got to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be careful of the way I joke on him tonight because he's gonna fire right back. You know, I don't know if I, I like have... it though. I want to bottle uh... it up and save it. <laughs> In a really good mood. It's it's been a good uh, few weeks, but um, uh, what he's was like, it's been I great. I haven't been having to do the podcast. I've been <laughs> relaxing. Sometimes <laughs> absence absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Oh yeah, that's true. But, that's um, what they say. Work wise. Maybe I should have uh, taken last week off from the podcast myself. Uh, <laughs> let that absence grow fonder instead of what I put out in the world. But uh, so, <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Send us still news, Andre. We ha- I don't, we haven't actually. I did a read on the uh, on the episode last week. Uh, an email from um, uh, oh uh, gosh, who was it? Uh, Ken Tuomi uh, was giving you a little shit, Andre. Um, uh, actually, so I read his email before that podcast went to shit, but he was giving you shit about the fact that he founds out from analog wonderland that Cinestill has a new product out. And why didn't he hear it on negative positives first? And so, I mean, I think it's a valid point that needs to be brought up here, but. Well, I mean, a, I was, I was on my, on my, uh, <laughs> wellness retreat, from the podcast, but uh, no, it, uh, it was a really, really great launch. Uh, we we brought uh, for the first time ever uh, 
you know, Kodak, Eastman Kodak 5222 XX, uh, or as Cinestil calls it, uh, BWXX in 120. Uh, so that was a really, really exciting thing to uh, get a, a couple rolls of that to test and shot with a, a, a dear friend of mine who I hadn't seen in, in over a year, uh, both because of, you know, COVID and also he he was going through you know a tough time with some uh, some medical stuff uh, apart from COVID. So you know once he was all better, once we were both uh, vaccinated, I got my two test rolls and, and wasn't really able to talk about it, uh, but managed to produce what I think are are and I say this with all humility the best pictures I've ever taken in my life. <laughs> uh, the RB67 that, that Junior Wyatt just recently uh, sold to me on my big-ass heavy tripod. Uh, really, really taking my time. I took about three hours to take 20 photos. Um, you know, he's an extremely patient man as a, uh, as a, a, a master watchmaker uh, for one of the oldest watchmaking uh, companies in the world. He's in his 60s, like, and we were, it was great because it wasn't just him sitting there working. We were talking and, and laughing and sharing stories the whole time. And he's always, and he's just like, you know, let me know if you need me to kind of hold on on something if I'm going too fast. And I'm like, no, you do your thing. If I see something that, that I want to, to, to capture and you're going too fast, I'll let you know to slow down or to hold on certain moments. And uh, the, the film just, performed so so beautifully uh rated it at 400 and processed it in d96 which is you know the recommended developer for for double x it's very similar to d76 with a couple of of uh, small uh changes to the the formulation but the the reception from the overall community has been fantastic and i i'm, I'm really looking forward to this being uh just one of the many product launches uh, from Cinestill coming this year. I absolutely could not have said this, like could not have said that that was going to happen at the beginning of the year, given how much our entire supply chain was affected by COVID, but things are definitely on the up and up. Uh, things are, are moving smoothly. And the goal is to have some other really exciting stuff dropping in the not too distant future, but hey, a new, you know, uh, well, existing black and white film in a new format for the first time ever that only we can make. Like, no other company can just buy a master roll of Double X from Kodak is is some pretty great news. That is awesome. I uh, I purchased two rows of it uh, when it came out. And, uh, man, I, I got to give still some props, man. Like, I got it, like, it was like two days later. It was in my, in my mailbox. So, uh uh, very cool. I'm looking forward to shooting it. It's one of my one of my favorites, and I think, uh, man, just to have it in 120 is going to be. And I think I think we we did hint around. I mean, we we uh, I don't know if I don't know if you can say this these days, but we beat around the bush a little bit, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> can well, you still uh, say I'm, that. It's, it's only double X. It's not triple X. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I got you know drunker than I should have on Clubhouse one day and and let some uh, some hints that I perhaps shouldn't <laughs> early on especially back then it was like oh we're not ready we don't even have the master role purchased yet <laughs> wow <laughs> all right is that pretty much you Andre uh 
Yeah, that's 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 the the main beats. I don't want to I don't want to take up uh, too too much more time. All right, all right, Jess. Let's move on to you. What are you what have you been up to? Well, you know how bad things happen in threes, and Mike's been gifted a Leica, and Andre's been gifted a Leica, and I think it would just be the worst thing ever if I was gifted a Leica. So just putting that out there in the universe, just terrible. I won't even accept it. <laughs> Don't even try to send me a like of people. Don't do it. <laughs> I have to follow that, all of that great news. Um, I went to Seattle, did some car camping out in Olympic National Park, which was really fun. Um, took my RC67 out there, my Polaroid land camera, my measly little tripod. That's shitty, but it does the job. It's whatever. We'll see how it goes. But it was a lot of fun. Got to shoot a lot of film along the coast, so that was pretty cool. I didn't shoot a whole lot in Seattle. We only had a couple full days in the city, and the weather was kind of spotty, but um, really had a good time, and it was beautiful out there. I was not prepared for how cold it was going to be. Mm. And, I mean, it's cold in Virginia. I mean, not right now, but it's been cold in Virginia, but that was like some icy wind I was not prepared for. I had to buy some gloves and a beanie at an Ace Hardware store, which someone would have warned me because it was getting cold. <laughs> nice. Ace is the place for the helpful hardware beanie. I was gloves. really glad that they even had one of those. It was like 30 minutes <laughs> from where we were staying, but our we rented a bunch of camping gear where they they will mail it to you to a FedEx of your choosing so you can just pick it up wherever you're going and then use it. And our camper stove broke the first night. The knob just came right off. Oh. And so we wouldn't have been able to cook much food if we didn't have a camper stove. So we found an Ace Hardware 30 minutes away. And luckily they had some beanies and a stove and all that good stuff. Other than that, I highly recommend renting your camping gear because it was great otherwise. I've not done that before. I've always just kind of hauled it places. But anyway, um, and then when I got back, I've been at the brewery every day. The worst thing for service industry is a Monday holiday. Oh. It's the worst. Sorry for you guys that you probably have off, but oh, my <laughs> God, there's nothing worse than a Monday holiday. That's like our Saturday but then we right. have to work yeah. while everyone yeah. else parties. Like, where is the holiday in the year where the service industry all has off? They're all closed. No breweries, no wineries, no restaurants. But everyone else has to work so we can go do stuff mm -hmm. while you guys are all at work. I want to know when that holiday is coming around. No, <laughs> you and Jack. So, like, everything's not as crowded. Like, there, there's pros and cons, Jess. I well, I just want the holiday where we're forced to be closed, you know, because even like a holiday we're working. But anyway, I digress. But that would today, be a, like, isn't it like election day? You can't sell beer to a certain time. At least I know in Kentucky on election day, the the bars can't open till after the polls close. Like, what are uh, you talking about? Yeah, that's 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 actually a law here in Kentucky. You can't like they don't want anybody drunk voting, I guess. <laughs> But I feel like that would make people nicer when they're voting. So, <laughs> well, some people, I don't know. I've seen some pretty angry drunks, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Uh, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. At least in, in my yeah. state, it is. Yeah. Um, but we're yeah. not usually open on Tuesdays, so I guess we, I've never thought about it. But anyway, <laughs> today I spent the whole day developing some roles and. 
bleaching some peel apart negatives and I really I really fucked up guys I let some <laughs> condensation into this little box that had all my pack film in it and so my negatives all got glued together oh. so I tried to wet them and kind of peel them apart but you know what I still scan them they look kind of janky and they actually came out kind of interesting i don't know if i'll share it on instagram but if anyone wants to see it maybe i'll share it in the group because it's kind of cool i think i'm not sure how i feel about it yet but this is the first time i've ever done that in like the over a decade that i've been shooting pack film i've never gotten them all stuck together before so i don't i don't mm. know how i did that but anyway did it, up, did it come out with some cool emul- emulsions did it look pretty cool yeah, it's like it ripped off some of the images and then some of the stuff got stuck to the other ones. And so it just has these giant color shifts and pieces that are ripped out. So yeah. they're, some of them look really neat, I think. But I don't know if I'll put them on Instagram because it'll show how much I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, come on. Just You just invented an entirely new alternative <laughs> process. It's going to be like well, the hottest trend in instant photography. It'd take yeah. over well, part of me is like, oh, I, I would do this on purpose next time and maybe get try and get some more to fit it into a series. But then I'm like, damn, these packs are like $100 a pack now, so I don't right. really want to waste it trying to experiment at this point in my life. That ship has <laughs> sailed, so I don't know if I'll... If I'll ever risk that again, but I am pretty excited about the other stuff that I need to scan in. And, um, I also got a bunch of stuff that I need to put in the mail for people that have sent me things. Like I need to send this to my cuckoo Vika who's sent me some really great mail and Roxana and some other people. So everyone should be expecting some stuff in the mail pretty soon. So that's pretty much it. What are you laughing at, Andre? I just laughed really hard at my cuckoo because <laughs> <laughs> he sent me this really great photo of Andre. So now I just have it right on my lamp next to where I sleep in bed. And my boyfriend's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, you don't understand. This is a great photo that I have to look at every time I close my eyes at night. Don't you? My, my, my friend Alan sent me an even more handsome picture of me that I will darkroom print and send to you to confuse your boyfriend even If you more. don't, I will be really upset. <laughs> I will. You think It'll you're spicy so right much. now? Wait till you see me when I'm spicy if you don't <laughs> see me in the photo. <laughs> so, Mike Kovic is actually in town. He, he got in uh, yesterday, uh, last night, and he's going to be here for another couple weeks. So, our because of the fact that we're only going to be recording with a guest again in a couple weeks, I'll be giving the retrospective of all this but to jump forward uh this saturday uh mike and i are going to be going over to the circus liquor with the big creepy neon clown sign right over by my house buying uh probably a couple bottles of whiskey let's be honest and uh just doing a whole a whole night of well a whole day we're probably going to start pretty early um of printing using big bertha over here which i have affectionately named the the enlarger that um that john so kindly sold to me and one of the negatives that i'm extremely excited which that one's actually not mine it's my buddy alan's but i'm going to be picking it up from him because i really want to print that is indeed that picture of me standing out in the desert in front of some like wind turbines with my big ass uh 
Toyo 4x5 suggests a, a 5x7 darkroom print of that is indeed coming to you. You know, I, I'm starting to feel a little left out in the code on this. Like, Jess isn't falling asleep <laughs> to a picture of me. Uh, and then, like, Andre's going out with another uh, middle-aged man and shooting photography now. Like, I feel like, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of old hat around know, here now. He's you know? always like, in town. Isn't that weird? Re- Does he stay with Andre? Or they... Gutterman, uh, I replaced another mic a long time ago, my friend. <laughs> Well, as you probably should have. So, uh, all right, uh, Jess, is that pretty much what you got going on? That's quite a bit. Yep, that's it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to Mr. John Money. Uh, John, what have you been up to lately? You got anything going on lately that uh, has been something interesting you've done? Um, just been working a lot. Like, I, I don't know if I mentioned, I work in healthcare, and uh, healthcare has been it's been a, it's been a, a spicy year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just looking forward to looking forward to uh, when we can return to some semblance of normalcy. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I have four kids, um, all under seven years and younger. So, wow. um, as I like to tell people, our house is always really clean and there's never any crying or fighting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, no, but that, and, you know, our, our youngest is, uh, gosh, he, he's like, five months, uh, this week. Um, you know, just, just finding opportunities to go to the park or the beach, you know, the beach isn't far from where we live. And so my, my kids love like the tide pools and, um, just it's the, it's the simple things, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we, we try to do. I, I don't know anything interesting like Andre or, or Jess here, but, uh, just don't worry. You've already got more than I've got. So you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 um, <clears throat> my wife lately has been encouraging me to, uh, you know, I'm working, working a lot lately and, um, just wife's like, you need, you need a release. You need like a, uh, you know, something from, she's actually encouraging me to like get into the dark room and like develop and, and print and everything else. And, um, not that she's ever been against my, my hobbies or, you know, photography or anything, but it's nice that like now she's encouraging me, uh, to get in and, um, you know, and I, and I, I think it was, was it Roxana that talked about you know mental health and photography, or she, mm-hmm. she wrote a book about mental health. I, mm-hmm. as I've, as I've done it more recently, as I've developed, I should say more recently. Um, you know, I, I think there is something therapeutic about, you know, setting a setting a clock and you know kind of you know the the inversions when you're you know agitating and just, I, in, in you know when you're developing, at least for me, it's like time doesn't exist in a sense things slow down and i don't know there's just it's it's to me it's very therapeutic so um just looking for I agree looking for ways to calm the storm that is my mind sometimes is, is <laughs> it's what i'm looking for i hear that yeah and uh hey um I uh, uh, I guess we can all thank the uh the people that have been in healthcare this last year uh, i mean that it had to be like so a lot of high stress stuff going on there. So, uh, and, uh, Hey, everybody get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated yet, like it, <laughs> so for Amen to that. So, Amen. right. Right. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're kind of getting kind of long in this segment, so we'll just go ahead and go to break. Right. We don't need to talk about my week or anything. Right. So we can just go. Uh, to break. <laughs> right, right, right. A, big, a big part of us still going over the fact that you haven't shot anything, even though like, they, they do say that whole thing about if you do the exact same thing 
but expect different results. That's like the definition of insanity. <laughs> we know that saying that you haven't done anything isn't going to do anything. But we, we are hopeful people. We're optimistic people as yeah. film photographers. So please, tell us that you haven't done anything, and we will try to encourage you to shoot before the next time we record. Well, I, I, will, I will say this. I, I have not done anything. I, I've sh- I mean, I've shot a couple of little things here and there. My son uh, graduated high school, so there was a little bit of sh- uh, some shooting there. But just little, like, point-and-shoot, like, family things or whatever. So it's not like I haven't shot anything, but I haven't actually went out with the purpose of just shooting photography, which is something I need to do. But I am currently on layoff uh, from Ford Motor Company for the next two weeks. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to put out a physical challenge to myself. If I don't go out at least one day and shoot a couple rows of film, I'm just going to have to stop doing the podcast. So like, <laughs> just <laughs> to be fair, you and I are kind of on the same level of weather. We're we're yeah. not that far apart, and it has been like thirty degrees, and then it's been ninety degrees, yes, and then it's, it's exactly been forty that. degrees, and then it's been a hundred degrees. So the days, the days I've had where it's been seventy degrees, it's been raining. So that's been my problem. And yeah, so. it's been kind of tough. It's not pleasant, so it's a little hard to get out there and shoot. I mean, today was a a really beautiful day, sunwise, but like it was a hundred degrees outside. There's yeah. no way. I went yeah. to get the mail and I was drenched. Who wants to shoot in that? And it's <laughs> well, June. Love... It's the beginning of June. I know. Wondering I, I can empathize. We, you know, it was it was 60 this morning and then it got up to 75 and I think you it's know. back. <laughs> Shut up. It, it drizzled a little bit on the way from my right. from the car to the office. I had to shield the like a little bit with my shirt. <laughs> real, real rough. Uh, you know, see, but I, I, I never complain about hot weather because I always complain about cold weather. I do enough cold weather <laughs> complaining that I will never complain about hot weather. I, I just will not allow myself to say a bad thing about hot weather. So I can't really use that as an excuse. But I will say I have two weeks off uh, due to the <clears throat> microchip shortage. Uh, Ford has had to lay us off for two weeks. So, uh, you know, I've got some time. And if I don't get some photography done, I'm going to be really disappointed in myself. And uh, so, but, you know, it'll, ha- it'll, it'll, ha- it'll I think it's going to happen. So, uh, but. Mike. I've got a quick question for you, man. I've been using my HP printer with the instant ink program thing Mm -hmm. a lot to make these like uh, little digital contact sheets, trying to reorganize my whole archive. But with these uh, point and shoot stuff that you've been taking, uh, I mean, you had Gibson's birthday, you you had Grant's graduation, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Have you been doing any or like do you have any intentions of of printing any of that stuff even if it's just like four by sixes to go in like a family photo oh, album yeah absolutely absolutely yeah they'll definitely get uh printed and go in photo albums and stuff like that that's yeah i mean it was i got the you know i got the the typical graduation shots and then uh um and then when grant gets he's on a, on a trip right now but when he gets back he actually wants to because it was raining on his graduation uh and like and they had like they literally provided it was outside they had had the graduation outdoors so they literally had, had clear ponchos on so like you know it was <laughs> and uh so we didn't really get to get good graduation photos because it was just pouring rain that day and so he actually and this is surprising because my son actually wants to put on his cabin gown go to like the steps of his high school and have me take some actual like proper uh, portraits of him and his cap and gown or whatever. So, uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. He's actually, this was actually something he wants to do. So uh, um, yeah. I would say also, you know, and then like float this by him, see if, see if this piques his interest, but like maybe see if him and a bunch of his friends want to do the same. Uh, because like, how cool would it be to have, a few photos of them like 
throwing their like uh, you know their their ah, caps up. See, yeah, there's a reason I still do this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're 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 all collaborating with each other. Yeah, but yeah, is... if that would be something that he'd be interested in, in doing, because like it is, even though like I'm actually really impressed that he's that he's brought this up. But when you go do it, it will kind of inherently be a little bit of an awkward thing, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It will be really fun and, like, silly in the good way if him and his and a bunch of his friends all go do it together and take uh-huh. some, like, selfie pictures. Like, those are some of my favorite pictures from my high school graduation were, like, the silly ones that my right. my took of me and my friends. And Andre's a man. He's a, 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 he's wise beyond his years, and uh, so <laughs> it's all it's all about that proximity to Mike's eldest because he is an old man. Uh, <laughs> that really, I think, sometimes helps to just kind of make our friendship stronger. Like later this week, I'm going to be sitting down and teaching Mike and Manette how to be parents of a young college, uh, you know, young male. <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't wait for that. Oh, uh, there'll be some drinking involved, I'm sure. But, um, uh, but uh, the other thing I wanted to get, well, I, I have been a creative though. I, I'm, I'm like halfway through my next, um, my next music album. So, like, I've been recording the crazy in this garage the last couple of weeks. So, I'm almost halfway through a new album. And speaking of my music, so I have been creative. But speaking of that, I got to get a, a little shout out here to uh, Mr. Alex Lokes from um, the, uh, uh, the Classic Camera Revival, one of our favorite uh, Canadians, Canuckians. And uh, he put out a YouTube video, uh, I guess it was last week, and it's uh, the YouTube video on his, on his uh, YouTube channel. It's basically Alex Lokes' his, uh, his YouTube, YouTube channel, and if you don't know how to spell it, L-U-Y-C-K-X. He has a video up, it's called Friends You Haven't Met, and, uh, and it also RPX25 Challenge. So he put this video up, he used one of my songs in it uh, from the last thing I put out, and uh, I just want to thank Alex for that. That's just a, a huge thrill for me. Anytime somebody I respect uh, is doing some sort of creation on YouTube and they use some of my music, it just uh, it's kind of the whole point, the reason I do it, and it just uh, makes my day every time. So. Uh, a uh, huge thanks to Alex from Classic uh, Camera Revival for uh, uh, it. Kind of was actually the, the the inspiration for that song when I named it uh, was the fact that through the film community you, you know you have all sorts of friends, but you never have actually met most of them. And uh, so Alex kind of took that theme of the the name of the song and made a video out of it with this uh, also tying in this RPX twenty five challenge. So, uh, uh, but uh, I just thought it was a, it's a really it's a really good video, and I think a lot of people in the film community will agree with the, uh, the sentiment. He puts out on that, so uh, check that out. All right, well, uh, I think that's uh, that's it for our weeks, and uh, we're going to take us a little break and come back with uh, questions from the Facebook group to Mr. John Money. So we'll take us a break and be right back, folks. break and in this segment we always like to have the wonderful fine folks of the negative positives film uh, photo podcast facebook group uh ask questions of whoever our guest is and you know they came through with some flying colors especially for a guy that is a little bit uh a little bit uh secretive uh so uh but they they, they came through and helped bell us out with some some good questions so let's just dive in here let's get to the probing of mr john Munning. and uh so andre oh, oh jess is going first jess what's up first we've got billy sanford 
he says, if I'm remembering correctly, it seems you were able to travel along the coasts of Asia during your Navy days. I've never been to that part of the world, but have seen some very beautiful pictures from that region. If it's true that you spent time over there, were you into photography at the time? And did you get some nice images? And if you had to pick one place to recommend to a photographer in terms of the scenery, food, friendliness, and other factors, where would you pick? Yeah, so um, I, you know, first to speak a little to Mike's introduction, I I was on a I was on a Ticonderoga class cruiser in San Diego where we, uh, um, we made a deployment to the Middle East um, and we got to launch some missiles into um, Afghanistan. And then, um, <clears throat> then I, after that ship, I went to a, a ship in Tokyo where I got to ferry an admiral around as he went and partied throughout Asia. Um, that was, <laughs> that was cool. Um, and then I, then I worked in a bunch, in a bunch of uh, bunkers and basements doing all sorts of, uh, intelligence and strategy planning, um, both in Singapore. I was in Singapore for four years. Um, my first two children were born there. And then uh, I either did really well or I did really bad, but they moved me to Hawaii. Um, oh, the, oh the, the horrors of that. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Navy career was rough, you know, between San Diego, Tokyo, Singapore, and and uh, Hawaii. I had it rough. But, uh, you know, to, to answer the question, yeah, I, I – Maybe not so much when I was in San Diego or on our deployments to the Middle East, but um, when I got to Japan, I, I, the bug kind of, it's like the cicadas, you know, they they came out and, <laughs> and they never. I haven't seen a single one of those suckers. I don't even believe it's real. <laughs> the, except the cicada never went back into hibernation. It probably it only it only gathered steam, you know. So I was in Japan for two years, and we got to go all over um, Asia. And then uh, we moved in Singapore. When we lived in Singapore, um, we we had a pretty liberal uh, like holiday leave policy, where as long as we were within four hour flight of Singapore, we could go everywhere on the weekends. It was pretty awesome. Um, the admiral we worked for was was pretty cool dude. Um, and so my wife and I, and you know, when we had children, our children, we'd you know, if it was a if it was a long weekend, we'd we'd go to Bali, we'd go to Thailand, we'd go to Vietnam, we went all over. Um, we, I took some time off when we were there, I think about a week, uh, one time and my wife and I, we went to Myanmar, went to Burma and that was really cool. Um, Burma was, is kind of like, um, I I don't know what it's like. I mean, this was probably six, six or seven years ago, but it was like, it wasn't super touristy, like, like a lot Mm -hmm. of other places are. Um, I mean, they had seen other white people, but like it was, clearly not like the um, super groomed and westernized tourism industry that you see elsewhere. Um, yeah. Burma was really cool. Um, and for those who are a little more, Japan is always awesome. I've, you know, I, I've done a lot of work in Japan, both when I was stationed there and, and afterwards. Um, Japan will never grow old for me. Um, that being said though, um, I, I, if you, if you ever have the opportunity to go to Japan, I certainly encourage anyone and everyone to go the, the Japanese people are just some of the best. Um, but if, for those who are a little bit adventurous, India, India, um, the scenery is amazing. The food, uh, is amazing. Um, sometimes it's a, it's, um, it's like playing, um, Montezuma's revenge, uh, roulette, um, with what you're eating, but that's some of the fun. 
uh, Indian people are super cool and super nice. Um, I, I just, and, and it, maybe just, I, I kind of look for some adventure, some, you know, kind of get off the beaten path, but, um, the India certainly scratched that itch. And, and I think in a lot of ways, India is kind of like the United States and there's different regions and everything else. And, um, I don't know. I, I just, I, India is always, I, I, I'd like to go back one day and, and take more photos there. Um, there's a, he's, he lives in Singapore, but, um, he, he's Indian by, by nationality, I think. Um, and I'm going to butcher his name, but he has an Instagram. It's grumpy underscore old man underscore. And his name's Nanda Kumar Narash, Nara Simhan. And he, he's a film photographer that I, um, discovered on and he, he prints his photos and then he colorizes them. And they're all mm. like, they're all like, he'll go to India and take photos of trains and other stuff. And then he'll actually, you know, kind of like you see like turn of the century type stuff. Like he'll color, he'll colorize them. And it's really, it's really cool. And that's it, really, I don't cool. know. I also, I'll send you the guys the link, but, um, he just, India's always kind of piqued my interest and it's a little bit off the beaten path and some adventure there. It's not so, uh, germane. It's, it's a little bit wild, which I nice, appeals nice. to. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, um, I guess we can, uh, I think that's, that's a pretty good answer for that. So I think we can move on. Did, did we answer all the questions on that one? I think we did, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Andre, yep. what we got next? Uh, I'm going to skip down because John Michael Mendeza's got a few that I want to have as like a lightning round at the end. So I'm going to skip all the way down here to the lovely co-host of the uh, uh, what is it called? Embrace, Embrace the Grain, the grain. <laughs> film photography podcast, um, and the leader of the Frugal Frugal Film Photography Project, Miss Sherry Christensen, who asks, "What camera is your Wood Mary? Good for a snog and shh, don't want to be seen with." <laughs> Same question for film. I I I mentioned this in the pre. Fuck Mary Kill, I think. <laughs> right. Pre recording uh, of the segment. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Sherry was trying to be polite with the word snog, <laughs> but I, I mean, does anybody ever really want to go to their wife and be like, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> you want to go snog? I think it'd be. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. I'm going to whisper it to Andre's photo from now on. <laughs> My prayers before bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go and answer that question. <laughs> uh, so you know, I I lucked upon a uh, Olympus OM one. Um, I think I got it from Joey Reedy. Um, Joey Reedy. Oh, nice. Yeah, Joey Reedy. Yeah, from Reedy. cameras. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would, I would marry my OM one. Um, that's a great camera. Uh, just reliable. Yeah. Not a lot of it's not super complex. It's just, it's like old faithful. It, it always, it always performs. Um, <laughs> just like you that was my first roll film <laughs> camera. I love that camera. Yeah. Um, in terms of snogging, uh, I have a, I have a Leica M6 TTL. Um, I, and it, it travels well. Um, it's, it's always, I don't know. It, I, I'd, I'd snog the heck out of my Leica M6 TTL. Um, <laughs> And then not uh, for the stereotypes of us like owners, John. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, 
not to offend anyone, but understand like not to be seen with. I mean, means you're having a ton of fun with them. You just don't want to be seen together in public. It's just, you know, behind closed doors, so to speak, you're having fun. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to throw in my Holga. It, my Holga is awesome. Um, oh, that's a good answer. It's, it's so fun. And I mean, unlike Mike's uh, Holga, mine is um, the most inconsistent beast ever, which <laughs> is a lot of the fun of it. You're like, what am I going to get out of this role? Or what, what am I going to get out of this frame even? Um, but I mean, it's not something like I want serious people to look at me and and you know judge me. So <laughs> I think that's... when I when I was on Sherry's podcast, I think I answered the exact same thing on that. I think I said Hoga on that as well because you know Hoga is a lot of fun. But you know, I mean, and no offense to any uh, person that might be listening named Hoga, but would you really <laughs> want to tell your friends like, yeah, I'm going out with this girl named Hoga tonight, and uh, no, so. <laughs> I don't know. I think I chose the same thing. So good, good choice on that. So are you, are you, are you, are you snogging with Holga? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just, you know, obviously I just don't necessarily want to tell my friends about, about Holga, but, uh, <laughs> so, right. I mean, my, my, some of my favorite images that you've ever shot have been with that Holga. So oh, she's you know, a- I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're doing with all these, uh, fancy schmancy Leicas and, and Pentaxes <laughs> because really, I mean, where your work really shines is with little old Holga. Well, that's why I can't break up with her, you know? So, uh, even though my friends make fun of me for, about it. So, but, uh, so, <laughs> all right. So, um, What's our next question? Jess, what do we got? All right. We've got John Rowland that says, what makes you pick up a camera? And is there any instance where you feel uninspired and leave your camera behind? Or any tips for getting out of an inspirational rut? Mike, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I've talked about it a little before, but, um, you know, kind of what my grandfather did with me and our family, just family is that's one of the reasons why I pick up a camera, you know, we'll, we'll go out for an activity and I'll always bring a camera with me. Um, and I, you know, I, I think there's another question, which I'll, which I'll answer separately, but I'm not, a, you know, I'm not someone who can shoot 36 frames in an afternoon. I, I don't, I just, I don't have that ability. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure people are listening to this and rolling their eyes and cursing my name, but like <laughs> it, it, like it'll take me, sometimes it'll take me a week to shoot, 36 frames. Um, I just, I'm very methodical and like, I have to plan things out. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll go out and, um, it'll take me, you know, I'll shoot maybe half dozen, maybe 10 frames in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what makes me pick up a camera? Um, just documenting kind of the, the daily, daily life. Um, and then also things that speak to me, um, whether it be, you know, nature or, or what have you, um, just random, random things. I really like taking pictures of, uh, of graffiti. Mike, I know you're like a big, like signs, like a street signs and, you know, billboards and that type of stuff. I, Mm -hmm. I, I I really like graffiti, you know, what, you know, walking through a city and I find a, you know, I see a cool piece of graffiti or something creative. I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of that. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of uninspiration, um, you know, what makes me leave a camera behind? I, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just maybe a lack of variety. Um, sometimes just my mood, uh, I, it's, if I'm feeling flat, you know, I, I don't know how to 
I don't know how to describe that other way. Like it's it just, I, I just like, it's probably a mood. I mean, sure. There's something going on in my mind, mm-hmm. but, um, if I'm bored or something, I just, I'm sure we all deal with it. Um, and in terms of getting out of it, um, like I mentioned, uh, you know, my wife, she's, she's always supporting me and, you know, encouraging me to get out and probably just the stress of my normal day to day, my, my normal job, you know, finding, finding ways to get away from that. Um, but also, you know, um, I, one of the things I did in the Navy was I was, I was big into like planning and I was in strategy and planning and how we were going to counter different, different threats and everything else. And, um, I think my brain, uh, kind of emulates that in my own personal life as well. And so like I have projects in my mind and projects and notebooks that I've planned out that I think kind of, or I'll, I'll, ma- I'll make notes in like Google maps. Like I'll drop a pin and say like, next time I'm here, like I want to, I want to take this photo or um, I'll make notes and like, you know, it, certain when the, when the sun is at certain angles or, you know, if like there's certain weather phenomena, like fog or, you know, something else like I just, just taking notes and, 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 and kind of planning it out for the future. If I'm not prepared at the time, um, just generating projects. Like, um, I, I think having projects in, in any way, shape or form is, is a great way to get out of a rut. Um, so, that's that's what I do. I, that's a good I point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know my 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 sons have grown up an entire life of me sticking cameras uh, <laughs> in front of their faces, and uh, but I guess yours are still young enough where they haven't begun to hate it every time you bring a camera uh, that around. Because mine are now at an age where, well, I mean, I'm an 18 year old and a 14 year old, and they're like. They've had a whole lot, a lot of years of dad uh, taking. Uh, oh, oh, dad, do you really need another photo of us eating at this Mexican restaurant? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. It's uh, <laughs> and, uh but uh, so I guess you're probably not experiencing that yet. But uh, it, it it will come. The t- the day will come where like, oh, dad's got his camera with him again. Are, are you getting that yet, or or are you are you still safe from that? Um, you know, so having my two oldest children, they're seven and five. My seven year old, she is she is like a, an exact image of me. Like she, her personality and mm-hmm. you know, we look a lot alike. Um, and she's almost at the age where she resists. Like I'll, I'll like <laughs> tell her to, you know, she'll, she'll do something and I'll like, she can see that I'm focusing and get, you know, dialing it all in. And she'll, she'll, I, I would say semi subconsciously like try to throw off whatever I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and then, and then there's my son who's, you know, five and he, um, he's just a goofball. And like, mm-hmm. as I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm, say he's going down a slide or something, or he's on the swing, like I'll, I'll be dialing it in and he will purposely like make just the goofiest face or like right. <laughs> he'll do something that is very five-year-old boyish. Um, so your daughter will do those like subtle little things of like, see that you're kind of trying to focus and just like turn her back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Or like look down, like just like look down so you can't see, all you can see is the top of her head. I mean, just, you know, she's, she's too smart for her own good. Um, <laughs> those, little, those little subtle sabotages of, of family documentary photography. I'm very familiar with what you're saying, Joe. Yeah. I, I will say my, my three-year-old, she is, um, she has me wrapped around her finger first and foremost. I, right. I mean, but she is, I mean, if she's not like just a, if she doesn't like turn into some, influencer one day she's gonna be like a model she loves posing and so like she's i mean for now she is my my muse if you will she, she, right she she loves to play in front of the camera and just eats it up so 
At least oh, I have that's a- awesome. At least you got one that you that get that that makes it easy on you. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, see that that's what that's what makes like the the comparatively rare times that you get a really really amazing candid or like reluctantly complicit photo of some of the shire members of your family all the more special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know. Um, one of the things that really helped my film photography, or at least helped my wife buy into my film photography, um, when we were stationed in Hawaii, the, the department of defense obviously has moved from film to, you know, digital, digital photography, Mm -hmm. not only in like, in like handheld, you know, like your SLRs and such, but like also in terms of reconnaissance. Um, and so, you know, you think you, you rewind the clock. 20 years, 25 years. And we had all these spy planes that were shooting, you know, Cinestill um, sized film. Right. And they're shooting these, these huge reels and they'd have to develop them somewhere. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. they, the, um, at the Hickam air force base, um, which is right by Honolulu airport. Actually, they share the same runways. Um, they turned the dark room where all the, all the spy film was developed into kind of like a recreational dark room. Um, which is where uh, they closed it right as we were leaving, uh, which is Andre, where I bought big Bertha. Um, mm. but, um, it was there. I, you know, I took a course on printing, you know, printing photos and everything else. And, um, I, I print, I, I, sh- I shot the film, you know, I shot a picture of my daughter, I developed it and I printed it and I framed it all in like <clears throat> go, but like, you know, over the course of a couple weeks and, uh, gave it to my wife for mother's day. And like for, from that point on, it was like I had carte blanche to do whatever I wanted with film photography. So <laughs> nice, nice. And, and it's, That's it's, awesome. It's hanging somewhere in our house, you know? And, you know, so in a framed, a framed print does this, uh, Mike Kukovica and I, sorry, Mike, that I'm talking about the other woman, you know, I mean, it is really, I, I'm I'm getting snubbed all all over this podcast today. It's fine. Just, no, keep, just keep the train going. <laughs> him and I, him and I talk about it, about this all the time. Like, as amazing as print exchanges are, uh, there is something about the fact that you have relinquished the receiving party from the whole mental exercise of ah, what do I do with this picture that you've put so much time and effort. I need to make time in my day to go look for a frame that fits it, even if it's a standard size that can just fit right into something that I can buy off the shelf. There's something about the printed photograph where it's like, you don't have to do anything. This is just something beautiful that I have made. Here you go. That inspires such a sense of gratitude. And I cannot imagine, John, there's only been a couple of times that I've given my parents framed matted darkroom printed pictures of you know me and my sister of the two of them and it's been like the the most meaningful thing even if the pictures weren't even that good because i'll tell you what they weren't the prints were not great one my dad was like blinking but it meant so much i can't imagine you know what that must have meant to your wife and and i i totally by your your description of of, of of that gift being like okay you can you can flirt around with this film photography stuff this anachronistic little artistic activity you do if once in a blue moon you generate 
a darkroom, or it doesn't have to be darkroom printed, but a printed framed photograph of our children. Go ahead, honey. You do you. Have you noticed Andre's been using a lot of big words tonight? I think he's, he, have you noticed that? He's been throwing out some big words. In a... I, I no, wine drunk Andre is different than whiskey He's drunk drinking Andre. a Cabernet Sauvignon, so oh, he's that's feeling very fancy. Oh, that's what it is. Sophisticated it. tonight. <laughs> pulling out all my SAT words tonight. <laughs> all right, Andre. I think, are you up next? Next question? I think so. I think so. Um, our favorite recently misfortuned, but the community has really kind of stepped up to help him. Uh, Neil Piper, co-host of the Soot and Whitewash podcast, which although it has been recently lacking in episodes, we are extremely excited about his return to the podcasting forum. He asks, Hey John, do you have a favorite photographer whose work you keep finding yourself returning to for inspiration? And as a follow-up, how about a favorite practitioner's book? Thing. I don't know what practitioner's book, what, what that exactly means, but feel free to interpret that however you feel. I'm, I'm guessing John. a photo book is uh, some photographer's book, possibly. I'm guessing. I don't know. No, or maybe yeah. something more like kind of instructional, educational. I don't, I don't really know. Um, that was a great question. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think you said Neil asked it, Andre? Neil Piper, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't think Neil, I don't think Neil was ex- is going to expect the answer I'm going to give. But like you know, I there are a ton of photographers I really enjoy. Um, Peter Beard, uh, he was a he's an artist, a photographer. He just died, I think, about a year ago. Um, he had some some great work. Um, there's a so there's a a Dutch f- photographer that I encourage everyone to to research. And um, I don't speak Dutch, nor have I ever been to the Netherlands. So if you if you are Dutch or speak Dutch, forgive my my butchering of this name. But um, Leendert Block, he took like photos of um, like flowers, mm-hmm. and and like he experimented with the color um, and and everything else. Um, he did autochromes and you know these cool color prints. Um, he was really cool. I really like his stuff. Um, uh, I think one of the most iconic photos of the 20th century is a photo of Winston Churchill um, kind of scowling at the at the camera. Uh, and that, that portrait was taken by a guy named uh, Josef Karsh, who's a he was a Canadian photographer. I think he was actually from Armenia or somewhere, but then emigrated to Canada. Um, his portraits are amazing. Yeah, there's a story about that where I think Churchill was not not really wanting to give him any time to take the photo or something, and like was really giving him some shit. I think, and literally he, he just said, "Okay, well, I'm going to take a photo of you being a grumpy." And <laughs> I think yeah. there's a story behind that. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah, gave him like t- like five seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. Nailed, nailed the most iconic portrait of of the, right. Of the century. Right. Um. I you know I really dig Joseph Karsh. Um. And then. Um, I think Mike, you've, you know, I've, I've written in before, but, um, there's a Japanese photographer who, I, you know, so I, I, I grew up in, you know, here in Southern California, kind of the epicenter of surfing. Um, and one of the reasons why I joined the Navy as opposed to the army, the air force, the Marine Corps, um, is because I always knew I would be stationed on the coast next mm-hmm. to the ocean. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with the Army or the Air Force or the Marine Corps, but, um, you know, I enjoy the ocean. And uh, and so, you know, between enjoying surfing and the ocean and everything else, uh, there's a Japanese photographer who shoots a lot of um, surfing. His name's Tatsuo Take. Uh, and he, I mean, he's he's probably in his 40s. Um, and he's just, he shoots with an old Nikon F with a, I think it's a 1000 millimeter lens. And just, I mean, what he does, what he does with that equipment is in, you know, is impressive just to just the sharpness and kind of the, the whole vibe that he goes, that he gets, um, Neil, his, his book is called authentic wave. And, uh, he just took photos of surfers in Southern California and it's a, it's a really cool, book all shot on film and everything else um slim errands he kind of took took photos of uh the kind of the uh you know the the elite and i mean not the elite but the upper class you know and he he's got a lot of cool you know um photos of all these you know he's in switzerland and he was in you know the south of france and you know all these all these nice places he was always taking pictures of socialites and jet setters and celebrities um uh, you know, I, I and maybe it's just because I was in the military. I don't know. I, I really enjoy, particularly like Vietnam War photography. Um, you know, um, Dickie Chappelle. She was a. I think she was one of the first, if not the first, um, like female uh, uh, war photojournalist. Mm. Um, I, I dig her work. I do. There are a lot of cool, a lot of photographers. Um, from like the Vietnam, the Vietnam conflict that I really, you know, I think took really good pictures. Um, and I really enjoyed a lot of their work. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a short question to, or long answer to a short question. Um, in terms terms of like favorite practitioners books, you know, I talked about, uh, Tatsuo Takei's book, Authentic Wave, um, Ansel Adams trilogy. What is it? The, I'm going to screw it up. It's the camera, the, uh, the negative and the print. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think those are timeless and those are super valuable in terms of kind of understanding everything, you know? So for those who have never been in the military, the military has like a, a in the Navy, we call them pubs, but um, I'm in like the army and the Marine Corps, they call them field manuals, but they have like these basically uh, like we'll, we'll call them field manuals and, you know, on everything like survival and how to jump out of a plane with a parachute. And I mean, just everything, Mm. um, you know, how to set a booby trap and I'm trying to, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, I found, I came across a couple years ago, the photographers mate trade books. Like if you're a, if you're a photographer and they're from like, I think the mid seventies, if you're a photographer in the, in the Navy, like this was like kind of the, the Navy photographer textbook. Mm. Um, and just kind of going through that and seeing, you know, it's talks about, you know, here's the camera and here's where you put your eye and, you know, here's, here's the lens. I mean, it starts out basic and gets into the sunny 16 rule and everything else. Um, and then there's an accompanying, um, like how to print. And I mean, it's just that, that that's kind of cool to, to read. So if you ever have an opportunity to research old, uh, military photography trade, I, mean, I call them trade books, but field manuals or what do you want to call them? Those are, those are a lot of fun. Um, and then, um, there's a magazine that's still in print called the surfers journal. And, um, I mean, it's about, depending on 
who they publish. You know, it could be um, some some is film, some is digital, but just the the photography in it is always just beautiful. It's always impeccable. Um, it's amazing. And so, you know, I subs- that's the only magazine I subscribe to on a regular basis. Um, if you want good photography about the ocean and surfing, Surfer's Journal is can't be beat. It's number one. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, long answer to. Short question, Neil, but <laughs> oh, very cool. My, my, my dad was, uh, after he was in the Navy, he was in the army reserve for a while. And at one point when I was a kid, he gave me all these, like, uh, he was, uh, in the army reserve. He was, uh, he was, uh, I think, uh, he was like the gunner in a tank. Basically he was like a tank gunner or whatever. So yeah. he gave me all these like, uh, publications, uh, like, uh, like, uh, about, tank operation and stuff and i thought i thought man i got some real classified shit here man like this is <laughs> you know but it was so cool to look at and they there was this one in particular it was like to help identify enemy tanks so it was like a flip book of like every tank that was current at the time it was mostly like vietnam era or whatever and like of course it would show you which ones are the u.s ones don't shoot these and then but <laughs> shoot these others and like but it was uh it was really kind of cool man but uh so i've seen some of those uh some of those type publications but and i also must mention because the uh the immature child of me uh must mention that you did say booby at one point during that and uh <laughs> <laughs> i would say i really want to get my hands on one of those booby trap manuals just so i can start leaving it around places like at work yeah <laughs> or around my partner so they can just really wonder what i'm up to just like why is she reading a manual about how to lay out booby traps and just right. always be looking over their shoulder <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh how many questions we got are we to our last question or where are we at last uh, question we- well before pen- the lightning round yeah oh, to, yeah. to- Bring up another uh, wine drunk Andre SAT uh, word. We're at our penultimate question coming from the good expert Sam Moore, who says, Tell us about your most memorable experience related to photography. Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of already talked about it. Um, I, you know, I could talk about how we were kind of in the middle of nowhere in Burma with, with my wife and uh, or going to India, but I would, I would say my most memorable experience was being in the dark room. And well, yeah, being in the dark room, developing the role, then, you know, printing a contact sheet, figuring out which photo I wanted to print, then printing it um, and then framing a photo of my daughter and then presenting it to my wife. Um, John, let me let me let me kind of dig deeper on this, because if this is uh, in the same dark room there at the at the Pigham Air Base that you had described to me where Big Bertha used to live. There is yeah. there's a very colorful character that factors into all of this that I think deserves a little bit more attention, right? There was a uh, a gentleman who, who who taught you a lot of this stuff that I think oh, yeah. deserves Yeah so so um Ron um Steiner he, uh, if any of you live in Hawaii, uh, on the, on the island of Oahu, um, look up or, or, or not even, um, Ron Steiner, he's a, I think he's a semi pro photographer. Um, he's got some amazing work and I think he does, if I'm not mistaken, he does primarily wet plate, uh, photography now. And he's doing some amazing things with wet plate, but he was, he was kind of the instructor of the, um, of the, of the course and kind of was kind of the guru in the dark room. Um, and was just a super generous dude with his, with his time and, um, with everything else. 
Um, and if I think, I think I was the one, I think he was the one that gave me those huge reels of film that I, I gave to, you know, you, Andre. Oh, yeah. and I. <laughs> um, In case people haven't, you know, heard about it previously on the podcast, because Mike and I both have, have, have yet to really rigorously test this. And this is a teaser for later when, when Mike brings it up, but uh, John was so kind as to give us each a box of 1,000 feet of Ilford HP4. Note, not HP5, HP4, motion picture, black and white film. Yes. Uh, to do whatever the hell that we wanted to. And John was just so kind as to pass on that tradition of generosity and... <laughs> You know, ma- magnanimity to bring another essay. <laughs> <Good laughs> wine drunk Andre. Uh, <laughs> and you know, please, please, John, continue. Um, I, I mean, it kind of cut off my train of thought. Uh, Ron's a good dude. He, um, if you're ever in, if you're ever in Honolulu, highly recommend looking him up. Um, he's, 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 he's a good dude. Um, and I, he'll. He taught me a ton, um, but I, you know, he was kind of the, he was kind of my, you know, he's the instructor I, I learned from in Hawaii on, on big Bertha. It's a, was that an, it's a big Omega, um, enlarger. I mean, it must weigh 150 pounds. Um, it's, yes. it, Very much if, so. there, if there's ever a steel shortage, just go to Andre's house and you'll, you'll get, you'll know where to, to, <laughs> to stop the shortage. Um, <laughs> But uh, I mean, I learned that on that thing and um, just kind of my most memorable experience to answer the question succinctly was just, you know, cradle to grave from start to finish, um, shooting, developing, printing, framing a photo and not just any photo, but a photo of my my daughter and presenting to my wife. And um, it's in our house and, you know, seeing it every day. And, um, you know, it. I know exactly we were on a bus in Singapore when I took the photo Um and I know exactly where in Singapore we were we were going and, and where we were and when the photo was taken. Um, it's just kind of a full circle moment that uh, I think really kind of encapsulates my feelings of photography and that, you know, that's being able to do it all and, and, and being able to share it, not just and not just hoard, you know, these photos, but share it with others so they can enjoy it as well as um, probably my, my most memorable photography uh, experience. Well, that's about as as good as I think you, anybody could have answered that question, man. That, that I mean, I think that one. Uh, that's I mean, that that's the ultimate. I mean, because like I, I, I'm more proud of all my family stuff than I am of any of the artsy fartsy stuff. I mean, I don't really give a shit about that stuff. I mean, it's fun to do, but you know, by the end of the day, at the end, when I leave this this when I leave this planet, uh, <laughs> the thing that's going to matter is the photos of family. You know, that's a lot. Like, Mortal coil. There it is. I knew Andre would find a more eloquent way to say it with his wine and stuff going on tonight. But uh, <laughs> Shakespeare into it. <laughs> right. So, All right. So we are to our lightning round question. Is that correct? We are indeed. I, I, I believe. Is it Jess that's that's going to be? Well, I mean, I think I think you just went out of turn and you just been taking over this entire segment. So I think Jess has just been sitting there waiting for her, her chance. So I guess maybe maybe you give Jess this one. <laughs> Sorry, well, I don't, I'm just listening to the sound of Andre's voice. It's soothing me. 
Um, Just you know what you were right. given. You're giving Andre way too much ego tonight, <laughs> man. Like you really got to <laughs> dial it down. Good. Ego, go for it. Because he's not going to remember any of this. Um, John Michael Mendiza. So, lightning round. What is your favorite thing about shooting with film? Um, I, I think it's um, my favorite thing. That's a good question. Um, you got to think quick. Just it's like methodical. Um, I you know I think shooting with film makes me. There's a lot to take in. I can't just spray and pray. Um, it just there's a process to it. Um, and it's, my brain doesn't do well with anarchy and disorganization. And I think in, in a sense, in my, in my weird mind, um, it just, it, like, you know, the light has to be right and the, you know, aperture and the, and the shutter speed and everything else. Like it all has to come together and it's, um, there's, there's organization and there's, there's process and order in it all. And I, I think that's what, that's my favorite thing. Perhaps John, John you, you don't you don't have to be afraid to say it. It slows you down. Just it's, so you, it does. It's it. <laughs> yeah, like and like I said earlier, like I, I can't shoot thirty six. I, I mean, good on the people that can shoot thirty six frames in an hour. I just, I mean, it slows me down. It. I need, maybe I'm just a, a a fake perfectionist or something. But like, I, I have to like, I can't do that. So yeah, yeah it slows me down for sure. There you All go. All right. <laughs> what is your least favorite part of the process? Um. The the time between completion of shooting a roll of film or shooting a a uh, you know a a sheet of film and the time it takes between completion of shooting film and the actual developing, um, I'm I'm sure if anyone says they don't do this, you know you're a liar. But um, <laughs> you know whoever says they don't sit on film for like weeks or months or you know, not pointing any fingers as I point to myself, but years, uh, between developing roles, like, um, I, you know, I just, the worst part of worst part is my least favorite part is just waiting, uh, to, to develop, um, whether it's because I'm busy or lazy or distracted or I lose a role and then find it again mm -hmm. months later. Um, that's my least favorite part. I, I agree. I think, Oh, sorry, uh, I, I, I agree because I got to say sometimes it, sometimes you got to be a little bit motivated. You almost have to get the same motivation to go shoot to just develop because you got to get out all the chemicals, get them up to the right temperature and all that. Like it, it, it's a process. I like I love developing. I don't like setting up the developing. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes, or sometimes you know you're not confident in your chemistry or you're out right. of chemistry. I gotta I gotta buy some more. Mm. I can take that for a little bit. You know. What right. what's another few weeks until I, I i build up the courage to do this again so yeah it's 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 a real struggle yeah it's kind of nice you get to revisit it again like someone posted recently about how you get to revisit a trip and live live mm -hmm. it all over again which i think is kind of nice when you're waiting a little bit i agree delayed lightning um <laughs> but I, you know i, I I applaud people that can like experiment with all all types of films. Um, I, I would love to shoot, you know, the Lom the Lomo purple, and if turquoise existed still, I'd love to shoot that. But like, I my my goal in life is to like perfect like maybe two or three different types of films, um, and just just nail them, just dial them in. And so like, I I, and of course, you know, John three years ago would not have 
been down this road. So I have like 50 different types of films in a shoebox under my bed that I, you know, blindly reach for whenever I go out. But, um, I, you know, I, 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 I try to shoot as consistently the same film stock as I can. Um, so that I, so that Mike, like when I do go into the dark room, like there's no surprises. It's like, I, I have to get out my D 76 and it's going to be, you know, you know, one to a one to one ratio, you know, whatever. Right. I, you know, it, so there's no, there's no surprises. There's no curveballs. Like I try to keep it as consistent and, um, you know, as, as much the same as I can every time I, every time I do it. So and there's, that you're, way there's you're, no surprises. You're way more, uh, way more disciplined than I am. So, uh, but, uh, so, <laughs> all right, Jess, hit that, hit that, hit that lightning strike. All right. When you look at a great photo, whatever that means to you, what is it about the photo that makes it great? For clarification, is it maybe because it tells a good story or triggers a memory, emotion, or is aesthetic? I can't remember. Aesthetically pre- pleasing. Oh my God, my whiskey is getting to me now. That's okay. <laughs> well, thank goodness. It's like 24 beers for Mike to have any semblance of a difference in character. <laughs> Well, he drinks water. You know what? So. Hey, you gotta stay. You gotta stay hydrated. This cave is hot tonight, so that was that was the most subtle burn in the history of negative positive. You know this abuse that I've been taking tonight will not be will not will not will not stand. We will not stand for this. But go ahead, go ahead. Suppression right. will not. Stand. Let's let's answer this uh, this very very uh, thoughtful lightning round question. Uh, big Lebowski going on. Um, so what makes it, what, what makes a great photo? Um, I mean, that's a, that's like saying, I don't know. I don't even know what that's like saying. I, you know, I, I think, you know, the feeling and emotion it evokes certainly, um, plays a lot with it. You know, like the, the, the one I printed in, and for my wife, certainly there's a lot of emotion and, and feeling involved, some nostalgia. Um, you know, I think, um, one thing I think a lot of us like about Kodachrome is the colors. Um, just it, I don't say they're off, but, but they're a shade that like, it just pops in a certain way that is, is not replicated easily today. Um, and then when you're shooting black and white, um, I, you know, I, I mean, you guys are going to make fun of me. Um, but like, what is, what do we call it? The shading and the gradients, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I think the contrast and everything else, I, I, you know, I, what makes a great photo? I, I mean, I think if you like it, it makes a great photo. If you don't, then it's not great. I don't know. And if even, you don't if, like even if it's not, uh, to me, even if it's not perfectly composed or perfectly in focus, if it uh, brings an emotion or uh, reminds you of a really good time, then that's, uh, that's you know, that to me, that's that's success there, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, it's like what, what makes a great song or what makes, you know, I, I think it's, whatever however it speaks to you whether it's the colors the gradient the emotion you know trying to trying to wrap it all in to speak to you i however it speaks to you i think is if something speaks to you then it then it speaks to you and it's great and if it doesn't then um i think it's it's not it's 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 a very subjective thing and um teach their own absolutely absolutely all right did we uh wrap up the lightning round is there another no, is there another lightning strike that's it. Okay. Oh, that's, good. that's all we got. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a break and save this segment before uh, anything happens. And uh, all this water, supposedly I've been drinking, has now made me need to go uh, check out the thorny bush outside. So uh, uh, I will uh, we'll take us a little break and we'll come back with some follow up questions from uh, the co captains and myself to Mr. John Money. So uh, we'll take a break and be right back, folks. segment and a huge thanks to the fine folks of the negative positive film photo podcast facebook group for uh, coming up with some good questions uh, to discuss with mr john money but this is where the the hosts uh, get out their probes and 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 try to probe mr money a, a little deeper possibly if we if, if that's possible so uh, we're going to start with jess just pull out your probe and uh and see what what what's this see what's uh what makes what makes up john money <laughs> Uh, Andrea, Andrea is three sheets of the wind, by the way. <laughs> just, just letting you know. So. Uh, let's go. All right, Jess, what do you got? All right, John. Well, you're not very prominent on social media. Do you have any plans in the future to put your work out into the world? i.e. a scene or a website or anything like that. Do you have anything in the future that you're interested in doing to kind of get your work out there? Um, you know, time is a commodity that I don't have a lot of. Um, I, I, in my mind, I yes. Um, short answer, yes. Uh, I, um, for Christmas, my wife got me a pixelator and um, from, I think that was at Hamish, is that Hamish Gill's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, those things are yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I I haven't pixelated or I haven't not pixelated. Uh, what's the show I'm looking for? Uh, we'll, I we'll make it a verb. We'll make it a verb. Don't worry. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't pixelated. I haven't digitized uh, as much as I want to. Um, turns out when you work in healthcare in the middle of a global pandemic, not you know unseen in the last hundred years, uh, time is not a commodity I have a ton of. I'm not making any excuses for myself, but um, you know, like I, like I talked about with projects and stuff, I've been working on some projects um, that hopefully in the next, like, I don't want to put a time frame on it to disappoint everyone, but at some point in the future, uh, you know, I'd like to print a zine uh, or two, um, you know, I, seeing what some, some other folks in this group and, and, you know, elsewhere have, have done, um, you know, like the folks from the uh, all through a lens podcast, they're, you know, some of the stuff they do is it's, it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think, the publishing it, the tangibility of, of zines, um, sharing it certainly enhances kind of the, the, the feeling, the, the sentiment of, of shooting, shooting photos. And I, you know, I, I know, I know my social media presence is not, not great. Um, but you know, I, I, I I'm just, I'm just where Andre was a couple of years ago, you know, just, um, <laughs> slowly, but surely I'll get, I'll gather up enough courage and yeah, or time and, uh, I'll get there. No excuses, though. 
To, 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 what, to, to ask someone out? What, we've got to be more specific, John. Uh, he's talking about, uh, your, he's talking about your lack of activity on your Instagram account, I believe is yeah. where we're going uh, with that. <laughs> Andre on film has, I think, still single-digit single digit posts, no? I, I think we're in the double digits, John. <laughs> I, I would I would, ha I would hazard to challenge you on that assumption. I think we're in double digits. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Look, I know when I'm beat. I know when I'm. I know I'm wrong. I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you said you really love the tangibility of things, so it'd be really cool to see a zine or something like that in the future. Yeah, I'll, I, well, I've got. I've got a follow up on that if 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 you'll allow me. Well, I don't think we're gonna be able to stop you at this point. Is the problem? But, uh, that's. <laughs> well. <laughs> I am. I am so as I tilt the camera over, which the YouTube listener, the YouTube viewers will only see this in about three point five years. <laughs> I'm pointing suggestively at Big Bertha over there, the name that I've so affectionately given to the enormous Omega D five XL and larger that you so kindly sold me very much over a year ago, which is insane that it's been that long since we've seen each other in person. Printing, darkroom printing is something that in a previous question from a listener and a member of our little community, you've clearly ascribed a, a significant amount of importance with regards to your own personal photography in that story of the photo that you took of your of your eldest daughter in, in, in Singapore and in giving that, that darkroom framed print to your wife for Mother's Day. Um, I know, obviously, that this particular enlarger is no longer in your ownership, but what to what degree does the activity of darkroom printing, do you feel, in the, in the future of your film photography journey, play within your entire experience of this especially family documentary experience? Like, do you, do you see printing in the darkroom as being a part of your workflow in the future? And if so, at, at what stage? Are you already starting to kind of explore different options that are a little bit more compact than Big, than Big Bertha? Or yeah, yeah just uh, like no, expand on some of that. Because I, I, would, I would hate for, and obviously you do you, but like I would hate for you to have like closed that chapter of this whole process. Yeah, no, I, um, I mean, I think me, me, uh, allowing you to carry on the legacy of big Bertha, um, was more, um, just because I have four kids running around the house and one of them would have smacked into it and it would have probably fallen like a tree. And, um, then I would have had three kids as a result of it falling. So, <laughs> uh, that being said, you know, there, um, oh boy, the Irvine, for those of you who live in Orange County or, or at least in Southern California, um, I think it's called the Irvine Fine Arts Center. Uh, basically, like the city of Irvine has, um, you know, kind of like a, a, a recreational building, I guess. I don't know, you know, where, 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 and, and in, in, in this building, they have a dark room. Um, and while I don't have, while I can't print at home, um, you know, kind of my, my flow right now is to develop um, and then pixelate or digitize. And then, you know, I, you showed earlier, Andre, kind of your, your uh, 
was he, I, I can't remember the printer you have, but you know, your contact sheets and from there being able to figure out which, which photo or photos I want to, I want to print large mm-hmm. and, and then going to the Irvine fine arts center and, and printing there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, there's a dark room in San Diego County somewhere and I can't remember what it's called. Is it like safe light or yeah, yeah. Safe, light, safe light labs in San Diego run by a, Good, good friend of the. I would like to say the the podcast, but especially since it's still specific, uh, Rob Cowan. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to make make my way down there at some point. Um, I I think darkroom printing. Um, this is my own personal opinion. Um, it's it's one of those things where I I think uh, if I have, I I don't want to I don't want to print everything. Um, no. With 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 the darkroom, just because. Um, you know, whether it's time or, or cost, but you know, by, if I can digitize and figure out what I actually want to blow up and, and print, print larger and print in actual, you know, an actual paper, um, and just be a little more selective, kind of slow things down. That's, that's kind of my, my outlook on things is, is how mm-hmm. my, my photo flow goes. Awesome. Uh, Andre, is that pretty much, uh, what you wanted to get out there or are you, are you uh as you drunkenly want to like get really really touchy philly <laughs> here's, here's the thing, right I'm, I'm hoping that with with i assume given your line of work uh john and his entire well at, at the very least his wife the whole thing with kids under a certain age is a little a little dicey but i hope that in the not too distant future there will be opportunities for myself and john to meet up in person I would love to do a darkroom printing session with him in person. All that notwithstanding, I'm just very, very glad to know that the darkroom printing portion of this whole analog photography workflow is not a chapter that you've completely closed the door on, that you you do still see the opportunity with a combination of the digital side of things, the digitizing side of things, deciding what it is you want to print in advance that that's an area that you're still open to because as fun as it is to work with these mechanical or, or electronic, but like, let's be honest, the mechanical ones are cooler. Uh, camera side of things, the, the home developing side of things, there is nothing that replaces the, the experience of printing something yourself. So whether that's, the occasional visit down to Safe Light Labs in San Diego or a jaunt up to, you know, happy old uh, North Hollywood in the San Fernando Valley in the illustrious portable Dominguez bathroom darkroom with Big Bertha loaded with your help because I fucking can't lift her by myself onto my darkroom cart. If you ever have the opportunity to to print some precious family photos from negatives that you've pre-selected uh, with the whole digitizing process, you know that that makes me really happy because there's there's really nothing like a darkroom print. And you've I'm sure put a lot of negatives through Big Bertha, and whatever opportunity I have to offer her services to you in the future. No, please, please let me know. Andre, there's no one I'd rather enter a dark bathroom than with you. 
<laughs> Very small bathroom, not a whole lot of ventilation, my friend. So technically, you are older than him, so you meet the criteria. That is true. That is true. He likes his men older. I've noticed that. But uh... the older the bear, the sweeter the juice. They the say trend, the trend does carry. The trend does carry. Nice. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I'm going to follow up with. With this, John Money did uh, graciously give us uh, Andre and I both uh, a, a thousand foot rolls of this Ilford movie film that Andre mentioned earlier in the episode. Uh, so we, I don't know. One night I was on uh, like a long Facebook Messenger uh, thread <laughs> conversation with Mr. Johnny Sisson from uh, the Classic Lenses podcast, and uh, Johnny and I talk uh, somewhat frequently, and uh, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I mentioned that I had this film. He's like, what the hell are you going to do with it? And I was like, man, I'm thinking about, uh, I got to test it first. We got to see what ISO is actually going to shoot at properly uh, and all that. And but I'm thinking about coming out with some sort of negative positives branded film. Now, obviously, I can't call it negative positives because it's a negative film. You don't want to throw positives in there because that might be confusing on a brand. On a, but I'm thinking about doing a uh, a, a, a hand uh, rolled, uh, road, you might, uh, R-O-W-E-D, hand rolled, uh, <laughs> film. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, getting labels made up and Johnny Sisson has uh, offered his assistance to uh, help us with the label design and all that. And, um, and, uh, I'm going to give, uh, Johnny some roles to do something with that. I'll let him, uh, 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 which should be funny, but, uh, um, that he can, uh, kind of, um, uh, anyway, this is just, this is all percolating. This is all being formulated. So, uh, John, your, your film may become this rare film out, a limited quality, uh, quantity like hand rolled film with uh, some sort of negative positives uh, uh, branding of some sort and uh, uh, and we're not trying to like sell it and make make huge bucks off of it I mean we obviously will sell it because we got to you know pay for the shipping and all that stuff but like but we're not gonna try to like make big money off of it or anything I think it'd just be something kind of cool to do with it and get it out it'll there be, it'll be at cost yeah yeah and so basically uh, so what I'm really looking for now I guess like if anybody listening to this has any any ideas, not ideals, uh, for uh, for <laughs> for a good name for this film, uh, like something that's, that's podcast specific, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, if, please uh, send us some emails because this is going to be something happening probably within the next couple of months, hopefully. And uh, uh, so I, I would like to, you know, get get a good name for it. Obviously, we can't call it negative pauses because that doesn't make sense. It's it's going to be confusing. So, but something about the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think if we you should could call think it flesh tones. <laughs> yeah, flesh tones. It's flesh funny tones. that you mentioned flesh tones. Uh, uh, I was going to actually mention this in my week. Yeah, Jamie Maldonado uh, put out a video where he had bought this Portra uh, demo box, like a like a like they sent the people, and like it was all this like a a Portra press kit, and it came with a VHS tape, and and in. In that VHS tape, Kodak says flesh tones. I'm just saying that came from Kodak. <laughs> and uh... people, if you if you haven't if you haven't seen it already, please go to Jamie Maldonado's YouTube channel. This all came about because uh, me, him, uh, you know, Steve, my my coworker and head of of marketing at Cinesil, we're we're all in a in a clubhouse room together, and we were talking about like our favorite 
Kodak and or other film brand, but mainly Kodak memorabilia that we had. And uh, while doing that, I was looking for a <laughs> Kodak bottle opener because Mike was sent one from a listener who I I can't remember who it was, but it's a fucking amazing like Kodak little mounted slide, like 35 millimeter slide bottle opener where one side is Kodachrome, the other side is Ektachrome. I'm really, really jealous of that. And I've been looking for it on Etsy for about nine months. Yeah, that now. was uh, that was uh, Jacob Erickson sent me that. Yeah, that Jacob Erickson? Fuck. Okay, well, good job, Jacob. And I also hate <laughs> you because I've been looking for something like that for ages. And we were just on this clubhouse room for like two hours. We were just sharing Kodak memorabilia and all on Etsy at the same time. And I managed to find this uh kodak portra like new kodak portra kind of box set that had four rolls of the kodak 160 and 400 nc and vc kodak uh portra films with an accompanying vhs film and jamie has just recently recorded all of that footage and kind of edited edited it edited it down for length and posted it on his youtube channel please go check it out it is amazing. There are mentions of flesh tones. Yes, for, there are. Uh, for Mike's, you know, indication, it's a fantastic video. Please go check it out. All right, let's 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 wrap this one up. Um, but anyway, John Money, uh, yeah, that that film that you gave us is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna get shared throughout the world. So uh, I think I feel like uh, that through your generosity, we need to be generous and uh, and get it out there and let people shoot Ilford motion picture film, which I, I didn't even know existed. To be honest with you, so that's I mean, uh, um, for like just just to say the 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 smallest of things to cut Mike off, which also brings <laughs> me a tremendous amount of joy. Just cutting him off. We know for sure that Mike's for sure not going to make his way through a thousand feet of black and white. <laughs> so we really do need to give this stuff away or, or sell it at cost or something like that because, you know, there's not the smallest chance that he's going to make it through all that. So thank you very much for making that generous donation. We will pass it on to the community because, uh, you know, at, at this rate, Mike's, Mike's not going to shoot it before he's at least 100 years old. You know what? All right, <laughs> this aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that—that's just your opinion, man. And uh, see, all the tenets of national socialism, but this is an ethos, Andre. What was that? What was that? I—I I, I missed it. Mike was was unceremoniously dropping a big Lebowski quote and and cutting you off. <laughs> the Big Lebowski, greatest movie ever ever made. And I'll fight someone to the death if they disagree with me. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Let's, we're going to wrap this one up. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us tonight. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure, and I'm sure we will have you on a roundtable in, in, in a future episode. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. It's been a real blast. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. for the, It's an honor to be here with uh, the three of you. Um, Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get our socials out here and uh, get, get the hell out. Um, John, I guess we'll start with you. Where can people? Is there a place where people can see any of your work? Or uh, I know you've been uh, pretty incognito, but. Um, so, I mean, I have, um, I'm 
I'm trying to follow in Andre's footsteps and, and, um, you know, pay, make penance for my, uh, small, um, my small <laughs> social media presence. I don't have a small presence elsewhere, but just in, on social media, if you pick up what I'm laying down, um, you know, uh, John T money, uh, is, is my like Instagram, but also underscore John underscore TM. Uh, you can find me there. I'll, I, I haven't posted anything there yet, but I, I will in the near future. Um, or yeah, just if you want to send me a direct message, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for being a part of the community. I'm also on, I'm, I'm in the negative pause group. And so just, uh, all about seeing other cool photos and, you know, enjoying, enjoying the, this, uh, community together. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Andre, where can people see you? Well, I feel like John's kind of gassed me up way too much, given the fact <laughs> that I haven't been anything in ages. And whatever whatever example you're trying to follow from my uh, social media journey, look for somebody else, my friend. Um, my main account is Andre on film. My quote-unquote personal account, which has a whopping three photographs, is Andre underscore snap, snapshots. If you feel so inclined as to follow those, prepare yourself for disappointment or at the very least extreme boredom. Uh, but, you know, do so do so at your own peril. All right, Jess, uh, where can people uh, see you at? You can find me at YesYones on Instagram, occasionally in the Negative Positives Facebook group. And I've been working on getting my website back in action so when that's done it's yesyones.com very very cool all right you can see me on instagram at gutterman photo on facebook at mike gutterman photography you can email this program at negpositives at gmail.com you can join the facebook group the negative positives film photo podcast facebook group we also have an instagram account uh, under the account name Negative Positives, mostly ran by uh, Mrs. Roxana Angles and uh, Casey Hall. And uh, if you submit photos to negative to Instagram, think about using the hashtag Negative Positives, and maybe they will see it and highlight it for us all to check out. Uh, Casey has been giving away a camera, which I have to determine a winner for. I think uh, maybe I'll do that on the next solo show because uh, he had a contest on the Negative Positives Instagram account and uh, is giving away a camera. So I'll announce that winner in the next uh, solo show. Uh, you can also support this program on coffee. It is ko-fi.com slash negative positives. And we have a merch site, negativepositivespodcast.bigcartel.com, where you can buy overpriced T-shirts, overpriced coffee mug, overpriced hats. And I will soon, uh, hopefully this week, get up uh, the new uh, APS uh, T-shirt uh, that Johnny Sisson from Classic Lenses uh, uh, designed for me. Uh, it's going to be the hottest T-shirt in all of film photography T-shirts. It'll take over the world by storm, I'm sure. So, uh, But I'll be looking for that hopefully this week So <laughs> on the Big Cartel merch site so all right folks everybody have a great week huge thanks to john money for joining us and um we're gonna let uh andre pass out and then jess jones uh you know fall asleep looking at andre's picture and all that stuff so <laughs> uh, don't forget the snogging don't forget the snogging <laughs> <laughs> I'll never and, uh, forget the snogging. I, I probably, since I have about four hours of editing for me, I probably won't have a chance to do any snogging tonight. So, uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. But I'll okay, do it for the both of us. <laughs>
great. All right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> John did mention that he can speak uh, uh, Chinese, uh, or as Andre tried to correct me uh, and say Mandarin, I believe. Is that correct? Is that, am I right here? Am I getting this right? Yeah, Unless don't. John like surprisingly speaks Cantonese as well, we'll see. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give out the famous catchphrase. I'm gonna let John finish it in English and Chinese. So uh, I, I feel like uh, I feel like that's I'm, I'm throwing that challenge out to him. So so here we go. Let's see let's see let's see if he can pull this off. Uh, folks, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Everybody, stay positive. Shoot some cool film photos and pay some Nice. nice. You could have you could have completely uh, butchered that. And we wouldn't know. That's that's a, that's the impressive thing about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I want some, right. I want some feedback from from people that are not you know are are native speakers also. So feel free to correct. Feel free to judge me. But there you go. Yeah, please, please please feel free to email in at negpositives at gmail dot com and throw John under the bus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Did you watch the OC? That was my. Oh, are you recording it right now? Did you watch the OC? It was my favorite show as a teenager, and I love seeing the Newport Beach on there. It was super cool. Um, I actually never. I've never seen the show, to be honest with you. No, that's all right. It's probably out of rebellion. Orange County. What's that? Does the OC stand for Orange County? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Pretty quick tonight, Andre. Yep. Uh, this is all just giving Mike more work to do. So yeah, it is. It is. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. You know, that's what I'm here for. Just uh, you know, you guys just 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 rest your weary heads on your pillows tonight while I'm just twirling away editing this thing. No big deal. But uh, you, Jess, you just fall asleep to Andre's picture, and I'll I'll be listening to his fucking voice uh, causing me fall editing asleep. issues. <laughs> <laughs> A gutter man cave production.